Hey friend, ever feel like you're talking, but no one is listening? When I polled the Redeem Her Time community about specific things in this stage of life that cause friction, one that rose to the top was a lack of needed communication. So since family is one of the eight areas of attention, and it's most likely at the top of your list in priority, and perhaps frustration, we're going to tackle how to create a weekly routine so that way your communication lines don't get crossed. I know it may sound odd to think about communicating with those you love into a routine, but let me ask you, how is it working for you without an intentional plan? Probably a little frustrating. So today we're going to think about this differently and I'm going to break this down into two types of family communication that I'm guessing you're desiring or lacking. And then we'll apply the five steps to create a routine that works for your specific situation and saves all that wasted time on miscommunication. Sound good? Trust me, I'm pretty sure you and your family are gonna thank me. Hey, busy girl, welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. Do you wish you were able to actually follow through on intentions and know where God wants you to focus? Do you find yourself looking up daily routines, time management, or life balance? Do you try to stick to your priorities, but find yourself overwhelmed and overcommitted because you said yes yet again? That's not the life he intends for you. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management coach, priorities protector, and recovering to-do list girl. And I get it. I filled my plate with all the things and felt stretched too thin and only half present. I wanted to say no without the guilt so I could be available for what mattered most. But I felt like I didn't have enough time, energy, or self-discipline to make it all happen. Then, God led me to manage my time with faith as a foundation. On this podcast, you'll discover how to know what He's called you to, make the best use of your time, and overcome distractions so you can be more present and lovingly say no. It's time to give your best time and attention to what matters in this season and in light of eternity. Grab something to sip and open up your heart and calendar. I'm about to show you how to redeem your time with God at the center of it all. You ready? Let's be honest. If you're anything like me and most women I talk to, you'd do anything for your family. Am I right? By this season of life, you've probably lost count of how many meals you've cooked, loads of laundry you've washed, pickups and drop-offs you've done, how many hugs you've given, advice you've shared, prayers you've prayed, tears you've cried. Well done, Mama. There's a reason that God made us the nurturers and caretakers of our people and our homes. But at the same time, it's easy to get so caught up in that role that you put yourself in the back burner again and again and again because, well, someone or something always needs you, even when they move out. How is that? I just want you to know, I know your heart. You want to be available and able to pour into them what they need and when they need it. But as you've heard me say over and over again, you can't pour from an empty cup. I used to be like a lot of women I meet who think it's selfish to think about their needs and take time for themselves. But let me ask you, when you always put you at the bottom of the list, what kind of wife, mom, daughter, sister, does your family get? Probably a tired, cranky, hangry one, right? (laughs) How do I know? Because I used to be that girl too. I thought I didn't have or couldn't take time for me, and I was running on empty. 
I couldn't really give to my family what I wanted to give because, well, I had nothing to give. But then God shifted my perspective on my time and showed me that taking time to fill up first in body, mind, and spirit wasn't selfish. It was actually selfless and exactly what Jesus would often go away to do when the demands of the crowds got to a deafening roar. He knew the value of going off to a solitary place, both in the morning and the evening, and did a lot of pouring out in between. So I figured, if he needed that, how much more do you and I? So in love, I want to tell you, you're not really loving your people well when you put everyone else first and neglect yourself in the needs that God wants to fill. It does say, love your neighbor, but it says, love your neighbor as yourself, which means you need to love yourself as his child too. So today, I want to give you permission and direction to fill your cup first. And I promise, your family will thank you for it. And may even say from time to time, honey or mom, don't you need some time to fill up? (laughs) LOL, it's good for everyone. That's why I put together the Fill Your Cup First Guide to help you create a routine around filling up to start and end your day. Inside, you'll find a coaching video to guide you and a printable worksheet to help you make it work for you in this season. You can go grab it at redeemhertime.com forward slash fill and start filling up first. So that way you have something to give. Okay, let's dive into this area of friction for many women, family communication. I'm guessing You either have some family under your roof, whether it be a hubby, a kid or two, an aging parent, or someone you're a caretaker for, or if they've moved out, you still have relationships with them from a distance. Now, don't get me wrong. I truly believe that family is a blessing from God, and I wouldn't want to do life without them. But whenever other people are involved, let's just say there can be lots of opportunities for miscommunication and a lot of grace. So... I got to thinking, what are the types of communicating we need to do with those we love? Well, I came up with two major categories that I think most things we need to say fit under. Are you ready for these two? Connection and coordination. Connection is just what it sounds like, connecting with others. This includes asking how they are, what their needs are, and how you can serve them. It also includes celebrating with them, crying with them, encouraging them, and just saying, I love you. If we want to have healthy, thriving family relationships, we need to intentionally connect. Now, I know it doesn't happen much in our ever-connected technological world, but let me ask you, how does it feel if someone you love is out of reach for a time? I know firsthand because I've lived the military wife and mom life. Let's just say you'd really miss them and for sure feel the effect on your relationship. But unfortunately, even in our ever-connected technological world, we can get so busy, aka distracted, that we or those we love are out of reach because we're always doing something else. Most of the time, those are less important things. So what's the point, Lissa? Here's the point. Make time just to connect with your family. Since I've been taking you down memory lane lately, I'll give you another throwback to my growing up years. Not only did we have one of those phones that hung in the wall and were connected by a cord so you had to sit on the chair in the corner to talk, we also had a standing time with both sets of grandparents every Sunday. That way, we could all talk and take a turn getting on the phone. 
I'm sure I did not fully appreciate it back then. But when I went off to college, I did the same thing with my parents. Now, keep in mind, we still were dependent on a wall phone, no cell phones to call or text anytime those days. But even today, I have a reminder set on my phone to call my parents every Saturday while I'm driving home from doing errands in town. That's what I call habit stacking. Why? Because I want our relationship to fit in a box? Or we don't communicate except for that time? No, because I don't want to get so busy in my own world and let too much time go by without connecting. And I'm pretty sure they look forward to my call each week. Even with my hubby, I block off specific times to just connect. Otherwise, it's way too easy to just get busy, even under the same roof. During the summer, it was our daily dialogue on the dock. And lately, it's while we train together for the Figgy Farm 5K. Bless his heart for going at my pace and doing a couch to 5K training plan. I'm also intentional about no phones at the table or when we're in the car together or after a certain time in the evening. So that way we can just connect. My grown-up kids, well, their schedules are a little all over the place. So I have them scheduled in my prayer app several times a week, and I'm sure to reach out to connect if I haven't heard from them. Like I said, connection takes intention and it takes time. So what family members do you want to connect with regularly in this season? Your spouse, your kids, your parents, siblings, in-laws, extended family? I've decided I'm not going to sit around and wait for them to reach out. So I take the initiative and they are always grateful. The other form of family communication is coordination. This is more focused on the day-to-day doing of those shared activities or responsibilities. Lack of communication for connection can lead to loneliness or regret but I'm guessing this lack of communication for coordination is the part that's leading to friction for most of us. Depending on who who you're doing life with on a daily basis, you undoubtedly need to communicate about what's going on, ideally beforehand, to avoid any mishaps or misunderstandings, right? And if your hubby is anything like mine, you're the one that has it all on the calendar and he's just going with the flow. That's why when you need to coordinate, you need to communicate. What you're having for dinner, what meeting you have at church, what you need at the store, what you're doing for date night. Otherwise, it's easy for things to get overlooked or double booked. (laughs) Been there too? Talk about friction and frustration that could be avoided. So why does all this matter, Alyssa? Well, without clear communication and coordination, things get missed and a lot of time, money, and energy gets wasted trying to figure it out or clean up the mess after the fact. Wouldn't it be better to have a plan to be prepared ahead of time and save the time and energy that what could be wasted and is wasted? For sure. Again, thanks to our technological world, we have things like Google calendars that can sync with our family so everyone's stuff is all in the same place. And that may work well for you. That is if everyone puts their personal things on there and remembers to check it. But my hubby, he avoids tech as much as possible. So a simple printed monthly calendar hangs on our fridge with just the events that affect both of us. But even with that, I don't count on him reading it. So on Sunday, I make sure to run through the week to work out any kinks and make sure we're on the same page. And then, since I know things can change throughout the week, I check in with him on the daily about what's happening the next day. And it's not just about communicating about the calendar. It's often that you need to coordinate about when to use or put away your phones 
to manage those paper piles, to plan out your meals, to do household chores or pay the bills. If you need a refresher on any of those routines, I encourage you to scroll back through the past few weeks of Tuesday episodes. So depending on who is living under your roof right now will determine who you need to communicate to coordinate with. Now, I know this isn't rocket science, but family communication is often overlooked and undervalued until there's a blow up. That's why we want to intentionally make time for it. When our kids were young, we had lots of opportunity to work on how to communicate in a God-honoring way, especially with one another. And we often referred to Ephesians 4:29 that says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And this same truth applies to both our connection and coordination communication. So are you using your words to build your family up? and to meet their needs so they are benefited? Depending on your family situation, you may find family communication to be easy and effective, or maybe it's difficult and destructive. So wherever you are, I encourage you, as we use these five steps to create good routines in this area, that you prayerfully ask the Lord how he would have you communicate with your family. Are you ready to create your family communication plan? I'm thinking you might be able to rattle off the five steps by now since we keep using them in this series. But if not, no worries. I will walk you through them. Number one, identify the problem or need. Where is communication breaking down in relation to coordination of what needs to happen? Or where is communication lacking in relation to true connection? Or if you're in a good place, what family communication would make things even better? Now, That answer may be obvious to everyone or just to you, and the list may be short or (laughs) longer than you'd like, but no worries. We are just going to start with identifying one specific need or problem. Step two, uncover the root. Communication breakdown doesn't just happen for no reason. So let's try to diagnose the real cause, but be careful to not just point a finger because the truth is we all play a part. Is connection not happening because you've got a screen in front of you, or you're not stopping to eat dinner together, or you're not making time to just be together? Is coordination frustrating because you're expecting everyone else to be on the same page, but it's all in your head, so they don't even know what's coming, or because you're ignoring a glaring need in your home and someone needs to take the initiative to address it? The root could be a variety of reasons, and it may be subjective, but trying to get to the root will help to dig it out, and that way, it'll keep it from growing. Step three, plan the steps. So what are you going to do about this area or need of family communication? Does it involve a conversation, a new tool or technology, a system or routine? What are the steps that you need to take to get things set up and running smoothly? Sometimes it's easier to lay the groundwork yourself, then have a conversation, or you can involve the family in the entire process. What matters is that you commit to what you will do and then do it. And don't feel bad if you need to set a reminder like I do. Step four, block the time. Now, this is my favorite part because if it's not scheduled, chances are it won't happen or it will get neglected or forgotten yet again. So when will you make that call or have that conversation? Will it be today or another day this week? And chances are it's something ongoing. So how often does it need to happen? Is it a daily check-in? 
a weekly sit down or a monthly day away, get it on the calendar before that time fills with something else. And step number five, invite the support. (laughs) LOL, that's what this family communication routine is all about. But just as a reminder, don't keep it to yourself. Tell your hubby you're blocking off date night every Friday, or you're putting away your computer by 5 p.m. so that way you can be together in the evening. Or tell your parents you're calling every Sunday, or your college-aged daughter that she needs to pick up groceries on her way home from class, or your teenage son that he needs to empty the trash before pickup. Again, it's going to depend on who is under your roof and if you're looking at connection or coordination. But the point is, don't put all the responsibility on you. This one routine around family communication, whether it's for connection or coordination, has the power to transform things in your world, even more than the others we've covered in this series on their own. So I can't wait to hear what happens for you. Speaking of which, here is today's community question. What is one problem or need that needs intentional family communication in your life right now? No shame, no stories. We've all got that area that can be improved. So come share inside the community at redeemhertime.com forward slash community. And I'm guessing you'll find you're not alone. And be sure to come hang out with us for the rest of the week, because I'll be bringing a guest expert on family on the podcast Thursday, who will be available inside the community as well. Taking the time and making the initiative to create a family communication routine will indeed save you time and frustration. And don't forget, if you want to truly pour out into those you love, you got to make sure your cup is full. So grab the fill your cup first guide and see the difference it makes in your family when you're running on more than fumes. I'll drop that link in the show notes. Hey, since this area of family communication can often be really challenging, can I pray for you? Dear Lord, thank you that you are our father and you call us your children. And thank you for our family, even when it's difficult to sometimes love them. Please fill us up with you, your love, and your grace, so that way, that's what overflows into those that we do life with. And give us the love and grace to forgive and move forward when needed. God, please help us to not let any unkind words come out of our mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, so that it may benefit those who listen. And Lord, I pray for wisdom, that you will show us the areas that need more intention, when it comes to either connection or coordination and give us the strength and the courage to be willing to step up and speak up. Thank you for your truth. And thank you for amazing women who can help us to do the things that sometimes are hard to do. It's in Jesus name that we give you all the praise and glory. Amen. Okay, friend, I'll see you over inside the Redeemer time community where we'll talk more about this. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, You do have all the time you need for what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart, because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real-life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, 
we're about doing together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.